Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Retro Podcast, where we talk about everything video games, anime, movies, all in that little bitty nerdy corner in the modern retro corner. I'm Retro Mark, and today we're going to be talking about the Justice League Snyder Cut, or Zack Snyder's the Justice League. There's a few topics that I want to discuss, like, is it better than the theatrical cut? Is there room for improvement? And what is the fate of the DCEU? Now, let's get right on to everything. Alright, so it's the Justice League, the Snyder Cut. It's four hours long. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Four hours kind of went, boom, right on by. You know... I'm kind of glad it was on uh, HBO Max and not in the theaters because there were a lot of pee breaks. I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of pee breaks. But it was super exciting to watch. Like I said, four, four hours flew right on by. It is an absolute wonderful movie. Um, there was a lot of backstory for two characters, Cyborg and The Flash. We already knew everything about Aquaman already. We already knew about Wonder Woman and Superman. Um, and we didn't really need to know anything about Batman because this has been Affleck. He is an older Batman, which I believe as an older Batman, he does really, really super awesome. A, uh, so we're going to talk about two characters real fast, Cyborg and Ezra Miller's The Flash. So... The cyborg, we finally got a little bit of backstory on him, and he's not as depressing as he was in the theatrical cut, which is really good because he struggles to deal with everything that has happened to him, you know, in the past after the uh, car wreck and after, well, after his accident. And it doesn't necessarily, it does show later on in the film how he becomes a cyborg, you know, how his father does everything with a mother box, which was really good. And it, in him coming to terms towards the end of the movie with his self and everything that he has become, which Ray Fisher knocks it out of the park. I'm like, dude, that's really cool. That's Cyborg. And really, you know, honestly, he almost sounds like um, the original Teen Titans animated show, Cyborg. You know, he doesn't say booyah, unfortunately, like he does in the theatrical cut because I was like, eh. I was kind of excited hearing that, but, you know, I'm sitting here going, eh, maybe, you know, it's fitting. It's fitting, because they took out the jokes. I'm just saying, they took out the jokes from the uh, from the theatrical cut. They did, and thank you, God, because, I mean, oh, the jokes, they get a little bit much. Now, Ezra Miller's The Flash. Now, I'm going to refer The Flash as Ezra Miller's Flash, because a lot of people like Grant Gustin's The Flash from CW. So... When you say The Flash, it's kind of using it in an ambiguous way. You're like, oh, it's The Flash, the character. But yes, but we're talking about Ezra Miller's The Flash in the DCEU. Now, by far, my favorite character, I mean, I'm a huge Superman fan, and Ezra Miller show, uh, stole the show because holy crackers and cheese. That was amazing. I mean, I was sitting there like yelling at the tv screen run barry run i mean i don't know if he actually went into the speed force i don't know because at the very end when the explosion happened between the mother boxes i'm telling you right now he vibrated and was like wow and went running right into the speed force he's like all right we've got and you're just like it's like kind of like a slow motion deal but he's like looking around you're like holy crap is he in the speed force is that the speed force i'm pretty sure it was i'm not gonna be like eh 
but he was about to run fast. We have to run faster than the speed of light. You've got to break the rules. Man, that was simply amazing. Now, Wonder Woman, you know, everybody has this thing with Wonder Woman right now that she's going in slow motion and it always has her like background music to it. And I guess I just don't remember that. Maybe it wasn't too prominent, you know, throughout the film for me. And I just didn't really realize it. Because Wonder Woman's not my, uh, it's not the hero that I really care much for. I never grew up, you know, oh, Wonder Woman's awesome or anything. Now, I think some of the movies, you know, the first movie was great. You know, 1984 was okay. It wasn't the best movie. Very slow. And now we have this. We have um, Zack Snyder's The Justice League, which, you know, is... She does really well, but I want the outfit from 1984. I wanted more colors. And this one, she's still wearing the one I would assume is from Batman v Superman. Which, yeah, that's one thing that I had a problem with. The color scheme. Zack Snyder has a thing with dark colors. It's like, we gotta make our movies as dark as possible, but showing everything. It's like, I, I don't, I can't explain it. Everything's so dark. Like, Batman v Superman was, like, the darkest freaking movie I've ever watched. Everything takes place at night, it seems like. Um, the colors are dark. They don't pop or blow up here. You know, it's just, like, it's all dark with Zack Snyder. But um, Wonder Woman had some forgettable moments. I'm not, like, really... I'm not like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. So I can understand why pe most people are kind of making fun of her, you know, and mimicking her on TikTok and stuff like that. But then you have Ben Affleck's The Batman. Okay. Older Batman, Ben Affleck. Holy crap. Super amazing. Again, took out the jokes, right? Took out the jokes. And I'm very happy they did. I mean, we're talking almost near everything Ben Affleck did in the theatrical cut was cut out and reshot or maybe it was yeah I guess it was reshot wasn't it um there there's so much information out there on the Snyder cut that was released it was ridiculous but we also have you know Martian Manhunter making an appearance wow you want to talk about John Johns making the appearance Martian Martian Manhunter seriously he spoke just like him he sounded oh and man, I mean, I I am sorry, but every time I, I look at that actor, he's he, he it's Captain Locke from the Matrix Revolutions, you know, and the Matrix Reloaded. I'm just saying that's Captain Locke. <laughs> that's Captain Locke. But hey, <laughs> that's who I will know him by. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going, what? What are you talking about, Captain Locke? Who is that? Watch the Matrix Reloaded. Watch the Matrix Revolution. He's a big dick in there. I'm just gonna say that he is just the biggest dingling. You could possibly imagine. But you know what? In this one, he's always playing like some military leader. And in this movie, and the Justice like he I mean, like he like knocks that. You're like, holy crap, you're the Martian Manhunter. Awesome. So then we also have a reference to Supergirl. Now, this is a rumor. Now, this isn't like official. Now, uh, when they go into the Kryptonian ship, when they're getting ready to resurrect Superman, um, Ezra Miller looks over and sees uh, one of the pods are open. That is a that is a direct link to the Man of Steel movie that Zack Snyder actually did, where we saw in that movie one of the pods were open as well. So it's a con, uh, continuity about this. I'm saying that wrong, but it's right there 
where everybody believes that is Supergirl, which would probably make her a lot older than Superman. But who knows? We don't know if that's going to be connected or not. And then, let's see, last but not least, we have Superman. It They give us so much tidbits on Superman um, that in the last 30 minutes, you really start, he really has a prominent role within the last 30 minutes. I really, It's probably the last 20 minutes of the movie. He has a prominent role, which is really cool. But they don't over, they make him very, very powerful. I mean, like, literally, they make him very, very powerful, but... They don't direct every all the attention towards him. Every character still has that equal amount of attention in the movie, which is really, really good. Because, like I said, you know, I'm a huge Superman fan. I'm like, oh my god, he's in the black suit. That's awesome. The only thing I want Henry Cavill to do is grow a beard, have a mullet, and I promise you, he would look just like the 90s Superman. Oh my dear god. But anyways, the movie itself was really good. I liked it, but there's a problem. It's the fans. The toxicity of the fans is ridiculous, and that's something we need to talk about as well, because they're review-bombing movies such as Godzilla versus King Kong, and it is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not even going to lie. It's just ridiculous. Like, for about a year, over a year now, we have been petitioning for the Snyder Cut, and we finally get it. I think it was AT&T who owns Warner Brothers, and they were the ones who said, bring out the Snyder Cut. WB didn't actually want the Snyder Cut to happen, from what was said. But I, I would assume it's AT&T that said, hey, let's bring it out. That was the, the big parent company saying, hey, bring it out anyways. So finally, we get the Snyder Cut. And I'm going to, good God, have mercy. The amount of information that has been out every week before the Snyder Cut were released was ridiculous. Zack Snyder has been releasing so much information. Like, oh, you know, this is happening. This is happening. Here's a trailer. There's a trailer. Here's some more information. It was like, you know, with all the information that this man has been, like, putting out, you could have probably put together the entire four-hour <laughs> um, movie. But you know what? Here's the thing. It was still brand new. Like, the entire movie was still brand new. But going back to the toxicity of the fans, I mean, like, you finally get the movie you want. And you know for a fact that there is nothing going to happen after this movie. But yet you're still going to fight that hard battle knowing that nothing's going to come to fruition is ridiculous. I'm just saying right now, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I I, mean, don't get me wrong. After the Justice League, you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm hoping that they might come out with another one. You know, even if it's not Zack Snyder, I could hope that maybe they'd pick up a director that would want to maybe continue the vision of snack, uh, snack <laughs> of Zack Snyder or maybe just do their own thing but still have the Snyderverse connected because i mean like the only thing that i'm i'm hoping is that maybe they're going to somehow connect that with other movies now i'm probably just gonna lie to myself and just say that it's gonna happen but it's most likely not so like what is the fate of the dceu well that's kind of hard to tell right now because everybody's wanting you know everything to connect and right now, WB is focusing 
on The Flash, Ezra Miller's The Flash, or Flashpoint Paradox, which I hope it's not called The Flashpoint Paradox because, I mean, again, the toxicity of the fans are going to go, well, it's nothing like the animated movie. This is complete trash, you know. And so I'm hoping that its tentative title is something other than Flashpoint Paradox. And who knows, it could just be called The Flashpoint Paradox. But they're they're focusing all their energy right now on this. I know that the Suicide Squad just released a trailer and everything, and I saw that. And honestly, I'm I don't have high hopes for that movie. It just doesn't look all that great. I mean, it there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh my gosh, it looks good. But me, I was never a big Suicide fan. Um, but I'm just putting that out there. So, um. But yeah, no, WB is putting all their efforts right now into The Flash because there has not been anything else news-related-wise as, you know, something called, you know, like the Cyborg movie, Wonder Woman 3, Man of Steel 2, Aquaman 2, which we know Aquaman 2 is happening. But as for Wonder Woman 3, Man of Steel 2, um, Cyborg, there is nothing really happening. We don't even know if there's a Green Lantern movie coming out. Which, you know, all hoping, my gosh, I really hope there is. But right now, they're all focusing on The Flash. And I'm really hoping that's, you know, all of that energy is being put into that for story. How they're going to bring in Michael Keaton's um, Batman into everything. Because there's so many unknown factors and variables that are going to happen in this movie. It's all going to lead up to uh, what I'm hoping, you know, an event such as like Crisis on Infinite Earth or... Um, just crisis in general. Maybe they're just going to do another Justice League movie. Who knows? There's not really any news that's happening about that, which is fine because I don't want, you know, as a fan, I don't want to really know what's happening. I would like them to be in the moment right now and just focus on that one and get, have a goal. All right, we have this movie down. We have a story. So where do we go from here to here. Where do we go next? Well, we know that Patty Jenkins wants to do Wonder Woman 3, and apparently, and I don't know if it's still on the table, that Henry Cavill is still Superman, from what I understand, and what is it, six months ago, we were told that he was going to appear in different movies, like The Black Adam, he was going to be in um, uh, Wonder Woman 3, you know, he, which that's just speculation, but, you know, we were supposed to get this is it still happening? I don't know. Because WB, again, came out and said, oh, we're hoping to reboot um, Superman. Now, I think this is just hearsay. I don't know if they've actually came out and said that they're rebooting the Man of Steel uh, or Superman. I don't know. And I know a lot of people are upset. Why? It's not because Superman is, you know, the character itself is going to be black, which is what Wonder Woman, or not Wonder Woman, sorry, is what WB wants right now is a black Superman. I'm okay with that. I am absolutely okay because there's multiple comic books with that. Now, everybody's like, you got to follow the comic book of Calvin Ellis. Well, there's multiple comic books out there that doesn't follow Calvin Ellis. There's actually one that has, uh, what was it? Where it's, I think it's the year 3000, where it's multiple Superman and they're clones of Superman, but they're both, they're all, I think there's like four or five of them and they're all ethnic backgrounds. But they're all, but they only have one power of Superman. One has super speed, one has super breath, one has super strength, one has the ability to fly. And they all have to come together 
and formulate a plan on how to defeat the bad guy. Which is a very interesting read, and I do recommend anybody picking it up. I gotta have to find the title of it, but it's very, very interesting. Um, but WB basically came out and said, We want to make our own Superman, disregard the comics, have no foundation whatsoever. I think that's what angers the fans. You're not giving a background, you're not giving us any kind of, oh, hey, we're gonna relate it to the comic books, but we're gonna make it our own. This is a pure, like, its own movie, I mean, anything can go. Now, I've talked to a few people about this, and some of them have said, you know, this could be a very good uh, very good thing to do because it gives a fresh take on the character Superman. And I agree about that. And I agree with that. It could be a fresh, cut, uh, a fresh take on Superman that we've never seen before. Okay, we... Who knows? It could be uh, a really good movie. It could be a really bad movie. But you know what? It's all in the cards. Who knows what will happen? We just have to give our support and say, hey, okay, maybe it might be good. Again, it's the toxicity of the fans is what really is killing this. And I am hopeful that, like I said, that WB is just really focusing on The Flash right now. And when The Flash... Is in pre or in post production. Maybe that's when we'll finally hear something about the other movies, like Cyborg. If Ray Fisher is actually reprising his role as Cyborg, which I heard he's being he's not in the Flash, which that's okay. You know, um, if we'll get more about Aquaman too. Comic Con will be happening this summer, and I believe it might be virtual again. Who knows? But we'll be getting more stuff. You know, hopefully we'll get more news. Uh, maybe we'll get. A teaser trailer for The Flash. Who knows? Um, we know that Robert Pattinson's The Batman is not part of this universe. So, But you know what? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe down the line, they're going to do something like the Avengers did. Uh, well, like Marvel did with the Avengers. And they'll lead it up to uh, Darkseid again. Or maybe they'll do the Anti-Monitor from Crisis. Who knows how this is all going to play out? Um, but we need to show our support. You know, I know that everybody has their own opinions about how the Snyder Cut was. Um, one of the big things that was kind of widely talked about was the uh, 4x3 aspect ratio, or wh whatever aspect ratio he called it. But to me, it's the 4x3. So um, this does not affect me at all. I don't know if it affected anybody else, but it didn't affect me because I'm a retro gamer at heart. So I'm so used to playing... Um, NES games and Super Nintendo games, Genesis games, all on like four by three standard um, standard screen sets because that's just how they're played. So I have no problem with that aspect ratio. In fact, it was kind of an enjoyment to watch it in something like that. Like when I play my games in like a sixteen by nine ratio, I want to play them like in PlayStation Three, Xbox, PlayStation Four around that era. I like to play them in that. But when it comes to older stuff, 4x3 is what I recommend. But, like, when it came to the movie, it was a fresh take on... Man, that was really good, and I, I did not have a problem with it at all. Um, I know everybody compares, oh, this is what you're missing, this is what you're missing. But you know what? I mean, I actually thought it was good. I liked it. Um, the <sighs> Snyder Cut was a little unpolished. There was a few aspects, you know, a few things that were unpolished. You know, some of the CGI graphics were a little unpolished. There was like one thing I noticed, maybe two, but I didn't really care. I think Steppenwolf was, like the character was completely redesigned. It was like amazing. 
I think I know that um, Darkseid, as great as what he looked like, still could have had a little bit more polish. I know that some people are like, well, you know, what, you know, it's Darkseid, but he's not the Darkseid we all know. Well, he wasn't the Darkseid we all knew, you know, as the Superman killer, basically. He's like, you know, I mean, yeah, he's with Apocalypse. He's from Apocalypse. Um, I think at that point he has the uh, Omega Beams, but talking about the Omega Beams, we saw that when he was uh, going up against Aquaman, right? And he, you saw the Omega Beams. How awesome was that? I mean, come on. It was super awesome. But, you know, at the very end, when Darkseid is just, uh, when they're looking at Darkseid after Flash has come back, you know, saving everybody, you know, the very moment, the only thing we see is that Darkseid and Superman have locked eyes. Darkseid does not care about anybody else. He is staring directly at Superman because he knows. I mean, like, there, you could just see the tension. You're just like, damn. Wow. I mean, I was just like, holy crap. They're just, Darkseid said, screw it. I don't care about Flash, Cyborg. I don't even care who you are. I'm looking at the Kryptonian. That's all I'm looking at because, wow. I mean, you could, uh, man, the tension was real. But the Snyder Cut is four hours long. It's really great. It's super amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm, I would have to apologize for the way the fans are because it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, we all know. We all know in the back of our minds that nothing was going to happen after the movie came out. And now, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, come on. But, you know, the future is not written, so we don't know what could happen later on. Um, there are rumors that HBO Max is trying to get Ben Affleck to reprise his role as the Batman. And I would assume that it's uh, being a movie. That was over at We Got This Covered. Now, take that with a grain of salt, people, because I'm going to be honest with you. We Got This Covered is nothing but a bunch of rumor mills. So, I, I could just tell you right now, just take it with a grain of salt. But if you haven't seen the, the Snyder Cut, I definitely have to tell you, please watch it. It's really, really good. Um, it's a lot better than the theatrical cut. They cut out so much. It's basically a completely different uh, movie. Yeah, they inserted some stuff, you know, inserted a lot more scenes, and they cut out and took out so many scenes. But, you know, there's still some stuff from the theatrical cut that you'll see. But it's really good. Give it a chance. I have yet to see the gray version, and apparently people say that it blows it out of the water. It makes it even better. But you know what? I want a little bit of color to my um, movies. So I might give it a chance. I don't know. But there's a lot out there to talk about with the Snyder Cut, but within 30 minutes, I can't explain it all. But I will say this. That Joker part at the very end, it was terrifying. At first, I thought it was just like Jared Leto looked like a skull with with the Joker makeup painted just because he looks really, really weird. But man, the dialogue he had was absolutely amazing. And I don't want to spoil like the entire movie. I know that you know we're talking about it and everything. But there's so much to the movie that is awesome. And one of the best parts was when the team comes together. Ah. Oh. It, it, it was amazing. It, it's just super amazing. But you know what, everybody? That's the that's it right there. That's the, that's the Justice League, the Snyder Cut. So, I mean, like, what did you guys think about it? Did you like the movie? If not, you know, that's okay. Honest opinion, I'd have thought that if this movie came out when it was supposed to, four hours or not, 
And it was Zack Snyder's vision, what he first wanted it to be. I believe that it would have given Marvel a run for their money when it came out. Not right now, but when it did come out. If, like it was supposed to, it would have given them a run for their money. But what do you guys think about the Snyder Cut? Let me know. I want to hear from you guys on what it was like. You know, do you like it? Do you like the gray version? Do you like the theatrical cut? Let me know. All right. Well, I want to let you guys know that this was the Daily Retro Podcast. And like always, it's always an adventure outing. So I'll see you guys on the next adventure.